Hey everyone, this is Eric, and welcome to the CBC Podcast, Behind the Pulpit. This Sunday, we continued our Uncomfortable series, and Pastor Donna talked about the idea of uncomfortable truth. Today, I'll be joined by Donna and Nick to discuss Sunday's message. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening. All right, well, I'm here with Donna and Nick. Thanks for joining me this morning. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, good to be here. Well, Donna, thank you for speaking uh, this past Sunday, Father's Day, and talking on the topic of uncomfortable truth, uh, which is uh, not only a hard topic, but even harder to do on a day like Father's Day. So before we kind of get into the message, I just wanted to ask you, what were some of the thoughts, feelings uh, heading into the message um, in light of this past week and, and everything you had to deal with uh, with that? But uh, uh, share a little on that. Yeah, um, as I, I've i shared before, my relationship with my dad is very complicated, and the things that I love about loved about him and things that I didn't. Um, so speaking on Father's Day is kind of challenging. Um, every time we've brought it up before, Brandon always rolls his eyes and says, oh, don't let her speak, because I have a complicated relationship with my dad and, and with his dad, with my ex-husband. Um, so that was a challenge. I think I wanted to be very honoring of fathers, but it's hard for me to make those generalizations. So I wanted to pray, you know, one of those really honoring prayers and honor the good things about dads and the things they bring to us. But it's hard for me, just in my experience, to think of generalities to pray. So um, I'm sorry if you guys missed it. I hope the hamburgers were enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then also the topic of authority, um, because a lot of our authority issues, I think, come from our parents. And I don't want to blame dads, but it comes from our childhood and the things we learned and the relationships we had. So there was a part of me that wanted to talk about, you know, where those authority issues come from, but I really didn't want to talk about that on Father's Day. So that was a whole nother thing. Hmm. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. And I know we know a little bit of that kind of behind the scenes challenge for you and in previous meetings. So for you to... Uh, be willing to to share on Sunday and to do a great job doing it and really leaning into it. Um, you know, I think we definitely appreciate it, and I know our church was blessed from that. So yeah. thank you for that. Thanks. Yeah, as so I also talked to you guys about, um, I had vertigo last week, and Sunday I was pretty good, but the message was pretty much done by Thursday. I had a little bit of opportunity to work on it after Thursday, but it didn't get the polish and just the added stuff that I usually put into it. So um, I thought it worked out okay. I felt pretty good about it, but I also felt like I hadn't put as much work into it as I normally would have. But but I'm glad the vertigo is gone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, vertigo is, I mean, intense from everyone I know who has experienced it. I mean, that's that's no joke. So the fact that you pushed through, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I would have just called well, whoever was left, say, hey, I, I need you, I need <laughs> yeah. you to jump in there. <laughs> Which would have been you, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for pushing through. Yeah. So, But if anyone has vertigo issues, it's positional vertigo. Mark Bile shared with me a YouTube video of an exercise. So if you need it, let me know. I'll send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, having now given the message and in light of you know how you're feeling going into it, the challenges with uh, your dad, father figures, um, is there anything that you'd want to add or reemphasize from the Sunday's message? Mm. I think just, yeah, reemphasizing just the idea of not just picking and choosing what we want from the Bible, which is really easy to do. 
I think we all do that, as I talked about. But um, I think that's that's an important truth for all of us. Hmm. Yeah. How about you, Nick? Any thoughts from the message? Um. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of truth and authoritative truth is um, it's important. And, and I, I would think on a positive side, I think a lot of young people crave it and, and, and mm-hmm. want that. And it, in some ways are, are tired of um, a world of subjectivity and opinions. Um, but um, yeah, I would say for me, one of the core doctrines of the Christian faith that I struggle with is just how salvation works um, and the whole kind of, it, it's black and white on, on one hand, you know, we as Christians believe that, um, Jesus is the only way. Um, and at the same time, the, the Bible is kind of nebulous as far as what the afterlife looks like, uh, of how that works. And, um, we sort of have to make certain assumptions about what heaven looks like, what paradise looks like. Um, yet supposedly everything kind of hangs in the balance on this, this core doctrine. And I think for me, it's something that impacts, um, evangelism, how I live, um, what mission looks like. And it's a truth that for me, I I grapple with. And I, I sort of ask these questions behind, uh, closed doors and, um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a big one for me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that too, especially having lost my dad and my brother and not being sure, like not being absolutely sure about their salvation. It makes me wonder, you know, I want to preach that you have to make a decision, that you have to pray this in his prayer and all of that. But the Bible doesn't specifically say if you don't pray this in his prayer, you don't follow these particular steps. You, you know, what the minimum requirement is. And yeah, so I want to, you know, I don't want to be a universalist and say, well, God will let everybody into heaven. But at the same time, I want him to let my brother in. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, that just that personal thing, you know, makes me wrestle with the whole salvation issue as well. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you nailed it. I mean, that's when we view all people as people, you know, and there's something at stake. Is this true or is this not true? Is is there that urgency? Um, is, is this truly life and death? Um, and on one hand, I, I think there's, you know, an argument where, where it is. And that's the urgency of evangelism. On the, on the other hand, it, it's like, is it that black and white? Or is there more nuance to it? And, and, and what does that nuance look like? Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we're going off the deep end now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's great you bring that you bring this up though, and I mean that was going to be one of my questions in terms of what are some of the truths that we struggle with. Uh, so to to take it right there, um, but at the same time, as leaders and as believers, as anyone, right, that we don't just. I think Donna, you mentioned how it's, it's so easy to just assume things are true because somebody told us, mm-hmm. right? Because it's what we've always heard, or it's convenient. And I think when we do love people, we care about people who believe what we believe or maybe who don't believe what we don't believe that I think it does motivate us right, to really look at the truths and to really wrestle with it. And I think it's a good thing to look at some truth and, and to even say, I wish this weren't true, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to fight for people we love, uh, but to ultimately be as objective as we can and to, uh, 
say, but, but like Nick, you were saying like, but what does it say though? And what, so I think to have this conversation, to wrestle with it, um, you know, it's not only healthy, but it's necessary. And I think we as leaders are called to do it, but I think everybody does. Right. And I think when, when we don't wrestle with these things, that's when it's easy for some people to, I think for some people to walk away mm-hmm. when we make something seem so black and white, so easy, yet they go, it, it's not that easy for me. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And we don't resonate with that or even or aren't sympathetic of that. I think it's easy for people to walk away and say, you know, intolerant, all those labels that yeah. we often get. So this little glimpse of, you know, wrestling with it and sharing our desires. I think it's a great thing mm-hmm. and, you know, and f- for you to share, especially with your brother, Donna, for someone that you love mm-hmm. and to say like, I want to look at this from every angle possible and wrestle with that. Yeah. I think the, f- the biggest or maybe the first biggest time that I really wrestled with the idea of truth and God's authority was when my marriage was failing. And, and I thought, you know, this would be so much easier if I wasn't a Christian, if I didn't have to think about what God wanted and, you know, just to wrestle with divorce and what that means and is it absolutely wrong and, and thinking that when I divorced, God was going to hate me and punish me and wicked things and I was going to have awful things happen to me. And, and then when it mm-hmm. didn't, that surprised me. Um, so I've had to really wrestle with the whole idea of divorce. And I think that's it's a whole lot more nuanced than we think it is um, or that we usually talk about when you really look at all of the passages and the way um, the Bible talks about divorce and also just the way... Um, Jesus is so protective of women. And um, when I talked about the Matthew 5 passages and, and just you see his heart for women, um, just even in that adultery lust thing, it's the attitude towards women. Um, and I think just the whole idea of divorce, you know, divorce is wrong. It's not God's desire for any marriage. But there's a lot of nuance to, you know, what happens in, in marriages and in what the Bible says about it. Um, so that was a tough thing for me, a tough time and something that I really had to wrestle with. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I appreciate you, sh- you sharing. And I, I think kind of that same heart uh, is what makes a message like Uncomfortable Truth hard because there, there's nuance, I would say, to, to every aspect of our human existence, mm. whether that's our sexuality, whether that's... Um, cultural sins that kind of go, um, fly under the radar. Um, it's not, not as simple as sort of right, wrong, right. God's favor, God's disfavor. Um, you know, especially when it comes to, to people, you know, mm-hmm. who, who scripture tells us that, you know, all people God loves deeply. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, Don, I appreciate you, you know, talking about, just that season of your life, the divorce, the things you had to wrestle with, the fears, the questions. Um, and you can go into it more as much as you'd want. But I, I'd like to kind of press into that a little bit in terms of what what was that process of wrestling with that truth, right? Like, obviously, there were the immediate assumptions you talked about. Like, if I do this, this is what's going to happen. And then you shared a little bit about you know, those things didn't happen. Were there other things that during that season were instrumental in helping you see some of those nuances to, to wrestle with those truths? Mm, that's a good question. Nothing's coming to mind right now. I'm drawing a blank. Um, but I think 
you know, I, I think about just the support of people, um, the prayers of people, of um, people in this church, especially who just responded with grace and love. And I think that surprised me too. I thought people weren't, were going to like disapprove and shun me and um, say mean things and, and nobody did. So that was a big surprise. Um, I think also just thinking about some of the passages and the books I've read and um, like there's the thing that everybody quotes and, and I think about this when I talk to women who are um, struggling in marriages and they're asking me about divorce. Um, the thing everybody brings up is the, I think it's the Malachi passage that he, that says, I hate, God says, I hate divorce. But when you look at the passage more carefully, it's God hates the older men leaving the wives for younger women. Um, he hates the leaving the marriage and the unfaithfulness and the um, just the contempt for their wives and for their marriages. So it's not just that he hates um, the divorce itself, but he hates the leaving of the marriage. Um, so that's kind of another just a nuance of you know what it means that God hates divorce. Um, yeah, so things like just little mm. things like that that I would read and kind of explore more were um, just kind of eye-opening to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I know this wasn't our intent when we <laughs> started this podcast and when I kind of went through my prompts, but um, it is a it is interesting how you know because I'm thinking about you know what you said too, Nick, of like every truth there's nuances to it, and, and I can imagine if someone is wrestling with it, going, "Where do I begin?" Right? Like, what truths do I begin to look at? And am I really going to wrestle with every single one? And then, yeah, maybe that's a lifetime's worth, but how God navigates us mm-hmm. right, to certain truths because of our own journey, our own experiences. And, and as a body, as a collective whole, right, we come together with those different experiences, different aspects where God has brought us to, to really look at something closer because it hits close to home. Mm-hmm. It, there's something that happens. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Donna, and um being willing to talk about that. Um, what about for you, Nick? Are there certain truths personally for you that are harder than others to, to grasp, to wrestle? You know, I know you talked about salvation as being one of them, but anything that hits closer to home than others, um, whether now or just along along the journey for you at some point? That's a good question. I, you know, the thought that comes to mind is that I had a roommate, um, in my 20s, who was kind of the opposite of me personality-wise, and he would always point out, you know, the difference between me and you, Nick, is that I like to do all the things that I like to do, and you do all the things that you hate doing in life. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's interesting, because there's there's some truth to that, in the way that I approach um, not just faith, but but life. And mm-hmm. so I think, uh, and it occurred to me just as, you're, as you were speaking, Eric, and as I was listening to your message, um, Don, the whole idea of uncomfortable truth I feel like there's a lot of uncomfortable truth that has confronted my life and my perspective on Christianity is that that's what life is, that God brings up things that you don't want to hear, don't want to do, and then you do it because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I realized that there's that whole other side that sometimes my personality type just kind of ignores of like, hey, there's there's some good stuff in there, mm-hmm. things that are, are true about um, your identity, your standing with the Father. Uh, his unconditional grace, uh, things that I could rattle off from a 
theoretical theological standpoint but from a personal standpoint it's like have have i thought about that you know have i sat with that it's like not really so i mean i think those are the truths Mm. to be honest that are a little harder for me to really own Hmm. so yeah so i know that's not a great answer (laughs) no i I think that's a great answer i think that's a great answer Uh, that's interesting um because i think i have a similar approach but it's but in, in a way, it's similar. In a way, it's very different. But I feel like because my dad was very authoritative and I grew up with a lot of rules and um, instruction, is I feel very comfortable with authority. So I'm very comfortable doing things that I don't think about because I'm supposed to or because they're right or because someone tells me to. So it's, it's when I start thinking about things that the discomfort comes in. But mostly, I, I thrive when I'm told what to do and and I just don't think about it and I just do it so kind of part of part of being on staff and part of being a pastor now is having to to think about things and having to um, not be told what to do but to figure out what to do and what's right and what where God's leading Um, and so that's been really really hard because you know Eric's not the kind of guy that tells us what to do or gives us instructions but it's also been really good for me just to um, find what I enjoy and to um, lean into the discomfort and find, you know, that there is joy and passion and in finding out what I enjoy doing rather than just doing what I'm told. Yeah, it's funny you bring that that tension up. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was on vacation this past week and spent a week in Hawaii. And first few days, uh, we're in Kauai, just at a resort and literally just by the pool. So sitting out, lounging on the pool, the kids are playing, having fun. I mean, you know, beautiful, right? Looking out in the ocean, the breeze. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, like, this is, I mean, this is it, you know, like best feeling in the world and just great, overwhelmed with gratitude. Like, mm-hmm. thank you, God, that I, I get to do this, right? All my worries are in that moment, right? Just no worries, it's like I could sit here and do this all day, every day, you know, and just filled with gratitude. Like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And then, you know, there, that, there's that thought like, is that is this okay, though? <laughs> yeah. You know, um, my buddies and I were sitting there talking. We're at that stage of life now. We're, in, you know, we're 40s now. Uh, some of our friends are, are really successful, you know, like so-and-so is worth like $100 million. This person drives a Lamborghini and... We're talking about, you know, like they're rich and we're not, but we're sitting at this resort that's, you know, $250, $300 a night. We're in Kauai and there's, you know, like, is this okay? Right. I mean, in light of all the suffering, all the struggles going on in the world. And, and I don't have an answer to that question, <laughs> um, but you know, that passage came to mind of when Jesus is talking to Peter at the end, after he's resurrected and he's feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my mm-hmm. sheep. And then he tells Peter, um, this is, you're going to die. You're going to die for me. And this is how it's going to happen. And Peter's first response is to look at John and go, well, what about, what about, what about him? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And Jesus says, like, what does he have to do with you? You follow me. Right. So that came to mind in the sense that it's like two sides of the same coin, right? Like there's this call to suffering that, Whatever Jesus calls us to, like, what is it to, what is that, how, you know, 
what do other people matter? You know, in terms of how, what I decide for them, all that matters for you is what I call you to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So if it's suffering, you got to suffer. And what I felt like he was saying, I don't quote me in terms of this is biblical, but the other side of the coin is true too, though. Like how I choose to bless you versus how I choose to bless others. Like that's not up to you either. Just follow me, and, you know. Mm. So yeah, I'm not saying that justifies all the luxuries in the world. Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. But I wrestle with that tension on vacation of like, I'm grateful, but like, is it is it okay though, mm. right? And I think that was inflection. You know, I think it's make making me think more about just my life in general too, right? Like, are there things that I should be more grateful for, but are there things that maybe I take for granted in terms of like looking at scripture and just like, well, it's okay. Everybody else does it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like them, but, um, so that tension of like, what's the calling and things that he calls us to do that are uncomfortable and hard. Um, but the other part of like the things that I enjoy, that the ways that he blesses us and shows favor that may not make sense, but all we can do is receive it enjoy it and be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. So were you able to have a good time on your vacation? I did. Not worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I mean, it was, it was a good thing to wrestle with. Um, You're not supposed to wrestle with. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall I did have a great time though. And, That's good. It was very restful and I'm grateful for it. And, but it's interesting that we're talking about this because it, and not, not that I'm thinking about it in like a fear, Mm-hmm. you know, sh- judgmental kind of way, but j- it did plant that seed of like, huh, you know, like what, what does that look like for me going forward and that balance of, yeah, just receiving his blessings unapologetically. Um, but asking those hard questions of just like you brought up, like what are the truths that he calls us to and, and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about that when I, like when I take time for solitude and just like after this, I'm going to go probably to El Dorado or somewhere, nature center or somewhere and just walk and, um, you know, pray and think. And, and I think about how much that's like wasting time. You know, I'm speaking again this Sunday and I should be doing a lot more work um, on the message. But, but I feel like taking that solitude time is also important. But I, it, I always struggle with that. It's like, am I really working when I'm doing this? Um, should I be doing something more productive and something that looks more like work? Um, but I feel like, you know, and this is what I've read and this is what I've been told that this is an important part of who, who I am and what I do and, and how I serve God and how I, um, hear his leading. So I lean into that, but I always wrestle with that guilt with Mm -hmm. that as well. That one, I think, I don't think you should. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. That's that's part of the sermon writing process. Right. Um, but I think Eric, you do bring up a good point as much as. I, I think I do resonate and a part of me wants to say like, just enjoy your freaking vacation. man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There is something there where it's like we as Southern Californians um, live very affluent lives, mm-hmm. even if we don't feel it. And, and not that we should be driven by guilt, but what are some of the questions that maybe we're not asking mm-hmm. um, that involve the truly abundant life? Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, that's encouraging that, the thought entered your mind, you know, in, in spite of the fact that I, I mean, I assume you had a really good time and it was mm, a good vacation yeah. altogether. Yeah. yeah. Part is not to spend too much time on this, but, uh, part of it started, we were flying from Oahu to Kauai and we we're in line for security. 
and we had just spent the day before getting we had a three hour delay in Oakland. We took forever just to just to get to Oahu. The next morning we're in security line. You know, we're just going through and all of a sudden the power shuts down in the terminal. <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, like this is the worst trip ever. And we're staying in line, our flight's about an hour, you know, we're starting to get nervous, and then somebody comes out and it's like, if your flight is within the next hour, you need to head over to international right now. And it, it you know, the white the, the uh, Honolulu airport's kind of big, you know, you, you yeah. gotta walk. So we're like carrying our suitcases. We got our kids. We're, we're literally scrambling, our family and our friend's family. And we're like rushing to get there and everyone's worried. And as we're, you know, we're going, you know, and I'm just like, this is terrible. Why is this happening to us? Uh, you know, that thought, what that thought crossed my mind. I don't want to seem like I'm trying to relate to it, but like, you know, there's a lot of people today who have to live with this uncertainty, right? Mm. You know, refugees come to mind, yeah. that whole thing of like, mm people with their family and just their, their yeah. whatever they're carrying. And so that's what kind of like convicted that started that mm. like, Oh my gosh. And here I am mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> going from Honolulu <laughs> to Kauai. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. you know why? Yeah. So, you know, I think, yeah, but overall it's not, it's not a judgment that I'm feeling, mm. you know, it yeah. is like God in God's grace and his favor and in time yeah. like that. But yeah. just that whisper in a very loving kind gentle way right as a yeah. father to a son saying like you know think about this yeah, yeah. think about this yeah. and um and that's for me i think a lot of times when we when we navigate through things um, well i shouldn't say a lot of times but for me those moments where god speaks in those whispers mm-hmm. um in the light of everything you talked about don of just the truth of his love and his you know favor for us mm-hmm. putting those two together right it's, it's not a father condemning a son or a daughter right. with with judgment but i think it's like hey you know think about this you know like when our kids are complaining about stuff and we're like come on think about this he does to us and so that's what kind of got me started on that so i i enjoyed the vacation it was great but yeah i think as you're you know you're saying nick there's things to to think about you know being as affluent and as comfortable as we are and yeah. the name of the series uncomfortable right yeah. And then it's definitely an area where we could be a little bit more, com- I could be a little bit more uncomfortable for sure. And just as a teaser for this Sunday, I'm going to talk a little bit, just a little bit about the difference between guilt and conviction. And I think sometimes a guilt a lot doesn't come from God, but a lot of times the form of it is conviction. And it's, we think of ourselves feeling guilty, but actually that's the spirit convicting us of something and, and wanting us to think about something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good difference to hold on to. Yeah, nice. So I thought what I, you know, what would, um, you talked about, Donna, just that idea, right? Truth and a lot of different reasons why we may embrace things that aren't true or why we may resist the truth of Scripture. And I think it's in a little bit in all of us and, and that's why it's so difficult. Um, but, why is that so hard for us? You know, and you did talk about it, but I just thought we talked, spent a little bit more time talking about why is it so hard for us to, you know, embrace certain truths and, and kind of your thoughts on where do you think that comes from or, or what is that in all of us? I think, you know, it's that just wanting to be comfortable, just wanting to enjoy life and to, um, not have to do things we don't want to do or think about things we don't want to think. It's so easy just to put those things out of our mind and, and not think about them. 
So it's maybe our laziness or our love for convenience and freedom and um, just doing things we want to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that on 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 that side of things. It, but then I, I I do think about scripture, in essence, being very nuanced in and of itself. Mm. So I always think about the whole idea of uh, a lot of the truths that are hard for us to really hang our hats on sometimes are the more nuanced ones because mm. you read other parts of scripture and it's like, well, what about this? What about the father's heart? What about mm. um, grace? Um, and, and I think kind of done what you had shared earlier about divorce and, and there's far more nuance to it than kind of a simple black and white God hates divorce. Um, I think there's something again, like that can be applied to a lot of the things that are seemingly easy for us to dismiss, you know, mm-hmm. whether that has to do with our sexuality, our finances, our relationships, um, is that in fact, there, there's greater nuance, um, that, that we need to wrestle with. Yeah. I love both your responses and how that comes together where on that spectrum, you know, it's probably both right times when it's, you know, if times when you're just like, I, I just, it's not convenient for me right now and I'm just going to turn a blind eye to it and go do this or that. Um, and then times when it's just not that simple, you know, and, and we really have to wrestle with that. So, um, yeah, I think pointing out the polarities of both of those things are, are really good things. Um, so what would you, what would you say? What would you say to someone like me then? Okay, I describe my situation. You know, vacation or someone wrestling with something. You know, they get to a point which is hard enough to, to maybe look at an aspect of their life and say, "Huh, maybe I need to take a closer look at this." Right? Maybe God is beginning to whisper something where where once they assumed was okay and it was fine. Now they're looking at like maybe maybe it's not. Um. What what do they do? What would be the next steps in terms of um, engaging that, uh, leaning into that? Yeah, I mean, even just as you're sharing specifically about being quiet and the affluence that we enjoy, um, two of Jesus' teachings comes to mind. One was the interaction with the rich young ruler. And it's kind of like you said, Eric, he, he looked at this man with compassion. He He loved him and he felt sorrow when he walked away. So there wasn't this guilt, there wasn't this condemnation, but it was, hey, here, here's the truth and here's the reality of what abundant life looks like for you. Please come, but please partake of, of, of this um, abundance and this is what it takes. And for him to walk away from that brought Jesus a lot of sorrow. Mm-hmm. And then kind of another side of the coin would be uh, thinking about the rich man Lazarus where you know Jesus is, is telling this parable, parable um, about someone who lived their, their life uh, with a lot of wealth and, and one who lived their life um, in poverty and potentially what that looks like through a certain lens in the afterlife. And so it's kind of both. There's that compassion and then there's that sobriety in the end of this is what it is. And um, not that I would give people assignments, but I feel like when we look at scripture, it's like, hey, here's something, here's some things that Jesus taught what do you, what do you see here? Mm-hmm. What does that mean for us if we didn't just sweep it under the rug? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, th- I think there's some significant grappling to be done uh, when, when we look at scripture through that lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's really good. I think about that too. That um, 
that Jesus didn't tell everybody to give up everything and leave all the riches and and follow him and and a lot of a lot of it is 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 growing in our relationship with him and hearing his spirit and um and hearing what he tells us cuz you know it might be that God is telling you um to deal with that in a different way Eric or it might be that that you're just feeling guilty and wrestling with it um but I feel like that's where it comes into our the relationship that we're building with God and in listening to him and in prayer and in reading his word and um and learning how God speaks to us um so yeah so that's I think my answer is is con- to continue to lean into that relationship and to grow in in our prayer life and in reading his word and in um listening for his spirit and and being able to wrestle with it with God and and with people and to talk to people about it as well. Yeah, thank you both. And I I love how you both emphasize, you know, taking having that freedom, that permission to to really discover it to wrestle with it. And so much of, you know, I think what you talked about, Don, too, is how truth and authority go hand in hand, right? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, too, we don't like the truth because we don't like where it's coming from sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I know in a church setting, although, yes, God is the one who gives us his word and he's the one that commands it, you know, there's there's messengers, right? Mm -hmm. There's people like us, pastors, who are delivering it and parents or teacher, whatever it might be where we have mixed emotions right, for whatever reason. And sometimes it's like the fact that it's coming from so-and-so or this person, that person, that source, what it represents. Sometimes there's in us that we don't like to be told what we don't like to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that permission to say, that's okay. Yeah. But but sit with, sit with God, sit mm-hmm. with Jesus, right? Understand that the love, the favor from him, right? Study the scriptures that you're, you know, the, the picture you both painted is just that space, right? Mm-hmm. To discover, mm-hmm. to sit at his feet and, and to receive it from him, feel it from him, experience it from him, um, and then to be led that way. And, and it, it, oh, even though it sounds so cliche on one mm-hmm. hand, right, Donna, where it's like, yeah. read your Bible, pray, yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> that's it though. Like, yeah. And to be able to enjoy that and to receive it that way mm-hmm. will go a long ways, right? in learning to embrace that truth, discover that truth, embrace that truth. You know, as you were saying, Nick, where Jesus is inviting the rich young ruler, right? He's not telling, you know, go, go do this right now. He's inviting him to partake in something better, something greater. But so, yeah, I loved how you both brought that out and sharing that. Yeah. I think the thing that we're, we're trying to um, convince people of in this series is just don't ignore it. You know, when you have mm-hmm. those thoughts, when you're wrestling with those things, um, don't just say, oh, I don't want to think about it, which, you know, a lot of times is what we do is I don't want to deal with that right now. Um, but to, you know, to hold on to it and to wrestle with it and to um, to deal with it, you know, and, and it might be not anything, but it it's the wrestling, I think, that helps us to grow in it and to grow with God in, in, our, in our walk with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and just, I mean, I want to just reemphasize, I mean, when I'm in Hawaii, I'm not sitting in guilt and judgment, you know, because I don't want people to go out and be like, okay, now, like... Poor Eric. <laughs> yeah, or like, now every vacation anybody ever goes on, they've got to, like, you know, um, thoroughly enjoy it. I have major vacation hangover right now, you know. <laughs> I want to go back and, and enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know. So I did. So none of that is, you know, but I think... 
like you said, there's this just that yeah, that there's such that question, that whisper, mm-hmm. perhaps an invitation to just take a look at this, Eric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just want to make that clear mm-hmm. in terms of what I was saying. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to I don't want to be like, oh poor Eric, it, he, he didn't enjoy his time out there. What a great yeah. pastor he yeah, is. Yeah, so <laughs> spiritual. <laughs> Well, is there anything else uh, either of you would like to to add on this topic or anything you'd like to share? Mm, I'll just share this. I also went on vacation a week ago before Eric went. um, And Brandon and Alyssa and the kids and I went to Atlanta to visit my daughter, Tracy, and her husband, Will, and they're expecting a baby. So I've told a lot of people this, but I haven't told everyone. So in case you're one of the people that doesn't know, I'm going to have another grandchild. So, all right. (laughs) Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Congratulations. <laughs> Anything you like to add, Nick? Uh, no, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <All> right. <laughs> I think we're all done. So thank you both uh, for being here again and for sharing. Um, yeah, sharing what you had to say. And it was really uh, insightful and a blessing. So thank you both. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.